Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Fever Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, let's fire it up. Let's get it going, folks. The first round of the playoffs are in the books. We've got some winners. We've got some losers, obviously. And now the top eight seeds want to take a crack at it. Welcome into the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. Well, what a fun weekend of college football it was around the division. You've got Thanksgiving weekend, a ton of great sports events to follow, obviously, with college football, college basketball, the NFL, and the opening round of the FCS playoffs with a lot of fun storylines, certainly some surprises, and some big-time matchups coming up now with the top eight seeds ready to take a swing at this thing out there on the gridiron. Fun show for you. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to go through uh, some of the big plays, some of the key performances, obviously, and we will discuss which of these teams from Thanksgiving weekend has a great chance to blow by a top eight seed and make a run here in this bracket in the FCS playoffs. I'm not going to be negative or or talk about what was discussed with attendance and some of those things. Yes, the numbers aren't great overall. We're going to focus on the play on the field, focus on the games, and some of these teams, playmakers, that got the job done on opening weekend here in the postseason. Uh, There are some surprises here, like always. I would say the win of the weekend goes to the Skyhawks from UT Martin out of the Ohio Valley Conference. Their head coach, Jason Simpson, picks up his 100th career win, and he coordinates that with the first-ever FCS playoff win for UT Martin football going into Springfield and beating the Missouri State team that a lot of folks felt had the goods to go to Bozeman and win, had the goods to go to Huntsville and win. Their season is done. They're packing in their gear, and they will now move on to next year to the fall of 2022. UT Martin is a team that is somewhat of an inspirational type of group. Yes, there's no question about that as they go now to Montana State to face the eight seed, the Bobcats. John Hatler, their play-by-play man, will stop by and tell us uh, what he saw from his perch at Plaster Stadium, how UT Martin is doing this, and they're doing it now without Tulane transfer and quarterback Keon Howard with an injured foot. He did not play in the game, and it looks like he will not play as well against Montana State this upcoming weekend. Dresser win. The backup quarterback, what a story and what a uh, journey this young man has gone through to get this opportunity. John will tell us all about that when we talk to him a little bit later on in the pod. 
All right, let's roll through the top half of the bracket here and discuss everything, how we saw it, how it went down, and what a fun matchup. Knew it would be a great one with two programs and two coaching staffs that know each other really well. You've got Eric Morris at Incarnate Word, Colby Carthol at Stephen F. Austin. This one goes to overtime, and the word gets it done, ladies and gentlemen. What a fun matchup at Benson Stadium. First ever home playoff game for Incarnate Word and their first ever uh, win in the FCS playoffs, taking down Stephen F. Austin in dramatic fashion, 35-28 to in overtime, and the team's first overtime victory in Division I history at Incarnate Word as well. Cameron Ward was great once again, leading the offense to a two-score play during overtime, and he was able to find Taylor Grimes for a 19-yard pass for a first and goal, and then found Robert Farrell for a six-yard touchdown pass to put Incarnate Word up early, and then the uh, Cardinal defense took over, getting after the uh, Stephen F. Austin uh, offense and uh, forcing a sack on fourth and four to secure the win. Ward leading the way, 328 passing yards, and two receivers, both Grimes and Farrell, had over 100 yards receiving in the game for Incarnate Word. They move on to face Sam Houston in the second round in Huntsville on Saturday afternoon. We mentioned UT Martin. What a job by their defense. Nine scoring changes in this game at Plaster Stadium in Springfield. I got this one wrong, folks. I thought Missouri State was locked in and ready to go. They did not perform well at home, losing at home their first home playoff game in 31 years. UT Martin moves on. We'll talk more about this game a little bit later on. I was nearly wrong on the game out east between Holy Cross and Sacred Heart in Worcester, Mass. Fairfield, Connecticut to Worcester, Mass for this one. 120 miles separates the two. And Sacred Heart's defense nearly stole the show, but it was Holy Cross hitting a touchdown late in this game. They only led for the last, well, was it 13 seconds of the contest to get out of there with the victory. I think Holy Cross can give Villanova some problems this weekend in Philadelphia. It's a Friday night kick, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I'm not saying they're going to win. All I'm saying is... I would not be surprised if the Crusaders do find a way to win in Philly on Friday night. And then South Dakota State, they fell behind early after a special teams miscue against UC Davis. But so many times we've seen in the playoffs, many of these teams from the Missouri Valley Football Conference smother some of the other squads from around the country with their physicality and their rushing attack. And SDSU did that to Dan Hawkins in this UC Davis defense as they ran for a playoff best on the ground, a career rushing mark in a playoff game as a team for the South Dakota State offense. SDSU rolls UC Davis, and they are on a collision course with another big sky foe on the road Saturday night against the Hornets of Sacramento State, the four seed, the outright big sky conference regular season champion. So South Dakota State, as I've always said, if they can lock it in and not have that complacency or the inconsistency, SDSU has everyone they need right there to make a run to Frisco on the top half of the bracket. Well, you've heard us talk about this UT Martin Skyhawk bunch out of the Ohio Valley Conference, and they certainly put their name on the FCS football map over the weekend with a win at Missouri State, their first ever FCS playoff victory, and they did so against a team in Missouri State that many thought 
could be a squad that uh, could get to the quarterfinals if they uh, were able to get by UT Martin. They did not as the Skyhawks win 32-31 at Plaster Stadium in Springfield, Missouri. Their play-by-play voice, John Hatler, kind enough to give us some time here on the pod. John, great to talk to you and great to have you on our show for the first time. Thanks so much. What an experience and what a flight home I have to imagine, or our bus ride home, I should say, uh, back back home after that win. Kind of take us through the broadcast booth and how that game played out, the excitement level around this game. You know, it, it's funny. Thanks for having me, number one. Uh, anytime we can talk about UT Martin football, we're most definitely excited about the opportunity to do it. But it was one of those games from the get-go that kind of unfamiliar territory for UT Martin. Yes, we've been road warriors this year, uh, but to go in a stadium like that, Plaster Stadium is a beautiful venue in a beautiful part of the country, right at a six-hour bus ride over there. Uh, team kind of dejected after really – dropping a game last week against Southeast Missouri State University, which really handled SEMO earlier in the year. As you probably know, the Ohio Valley Conference is in some uh, growing pains right now. So uh, every school in the conference had to play a conference opponent twice, but only once counted. Well, the one that didn't count, we handled SEMO pretty pretty well. Uh, The game was not as close as the score, but then had to go on the road lost at SEMO, you know, you lose your Ohio Valley Conference Offensive Player of the Year and Keon Howard, who was a quarterback, a Walter Payton Award finalist, and you got to go to Springfield, Missouri, uh, which is a tough place to play with a quarterback that uh, quite frankly was was uh, one of the highly recruited quarterbacks, probably the most highly recruited recruit in the history of the university that has just not had to play much, came in and dressed to win, played a great game, but it was back and forth, Jeff. I mean, it was, uh, we got on the board first with, with that field goal and, and just both teams kind of punching each other in the mouth. A couple of defensive breakdowns by UT Martin that, that led to some, some two scores and, you know, everything that we had read and all the film that we had watched on Jason Shelley, the quarterback for the Bears was legitimate. And uh, he led that team and both rushing and throwing through the air, did a really nice job uh, of shutting down Tyrone Scott, the thousand yard receiver for Missouri State, held him to 71 yards on 12 targets. I only had six catches in that contest. So this defense for UT Martin really kept in the game for six turnovers. And when I say forced turnovers, I mean five of those six were straight up forces by UT Martin. They weren't a miscue by Missouri State. It was great plays and coverage getting great pressure on the quarterback uh, to force him into some uncomfortable situations where he didn't make the best throws he could. So uh, it it was eight lead changes in that game, Jeff. I mean, it was a a phenomenal atmosphere going back and forth and just a great win for our program. Yeah, I wanted to bring up the defense, and we'll talk about the quarterback position coming up in a moment. But uh, to do that, and, you know, Missouri State came to the Fargo Dome and led 10-0 early against North Dakota State, and that's uh, Missouri State's a team that Bison fans – uh, certainly had a lot of respect for going into this yeah. postseason, into this bracket. As you mentioned, you were able to slow down and create a lot of problems for that Missouri State offense on Saturday, John. Walk us through the playmakers and how this defense has been doing it all year long for the Skyhawks. Man, it's really all about three levels of the defense. The offensive, a defensive line, you've got a guy, a six-year player named Austin Pickett, who's constantly getting in the backfield. Uh, we have another player, Yabi Anoma. People that follow FBS football know that name, the number five recruit in the country. And in 2018, out of Maryland, signed with Alabama, actually played six games, leaves Alabama, goes to Houston, shows up in Martin. He was really kind of rendered a non-factor the other day. But then you've got great linebackers like John. 
John Ford and Decarius Stevens that that really play well at that linebacker position. And then the fifth level, the third level, you know, we run a three three five defense, and you, you're Takeen Youngs who was playing injured, and uh, you know Devin Sims and Carson Evans, and and so many of these big time defensive players that just continually step up. Sean Schamberger, a graduate transfer from the University of Tennessee, who started 16 games for the Volunteers, he led the team in tackles the other day with seven of them had several pass breakups and uh, this defense is has really been uh, the staple of this UT Martin program for about I would say six to seven years we've had some teams that could score some points but this defense they know what to do they play for each other uh, very rarely are blown assignments made by the defense because there's such a trust amongst all three of the levels of this defense. John Hatler is with us the play-by-play man at uh, for UT Martin the Skyhawks with uh, I would say the win of the weekend in the first round of the playoffs, beating Missouri State very impressively against the Missouri State team. Many had pegged as a possible team to get to the quarters, maybe in the semifinals if they played their best brand of football. John, let's talk about the quarterback position. You mentioned Dresser Wynn making his first start since October 20th of 2018. And Keon Howard's a guy who's a Walter Payton Award finalist. Kind of walk us through the injury situation or the setup there and and how the offense rallied around win in a in a big spot. Well, you know, the first thing with Keon Howard, he's just been such a leader. Since the moment he stepped on campus this summer, the transfer from Tulane, he immediately created an atmosphere and a bond with that offensive line and that offense. Uh, had a big win over Austin P earlier this year, and this is kind of the biggest thing I can say about Keon. Uh, had, Keon throws two pick sixes in the first half. UT Martin's down 16 nothing. Come back and win 17 to nothing. capped off by a 20-play, six-minute drive. Scored with 25 seconds left. Game's over. Keon Howard's in the training room telling, hey, guys, make good decisions. You know, because this is a 23-year-old graduate transfer. He's not 18 to 20 years old. A kid's still doing stuff that they probably shouldn't do, you know. So that's the big thing about Keon. He was really the glue that held this team together. But with all that being said, Dresser Wynn was a 2015 Mr. Football winner in the state of Tennessee as a junior in high school. Truth of it is, he probably should have won it his senior year as well, but he didn't. He leads his team to a state championship at Dresden High School, which is 10 minutes east of Martin, uh, and just has a, a phenomenal career uh, at high school. Comes to UT Martin as a true freshman, six games in, Things aren't going the way they should. Coach Jason Simpson, who's in the 16th season here, decides to burn this red shirt on Dresser Wynn, has a pretty good pretty good career or a pretty good year his freshman year. The next year comes in, he's the starter, goes to Eastern Illinois, separates his shoulder, uh, and has to have surgery, have it anchored back up, bring in another quarterback. Dresser's quite, not quite ready for the next season to play, so he doesn't really get his job. John Backus comes in, plays very well, was all-conference freshman. So Dresser kind of had to sit behind him again. Well, then last in the spring, back to spring, moved Dresser went to punter. Now, when I tell you he's an NFL caliber punter, I'm not kidding. Wow. But the kid only punted five times while he was in high school. His offense was so good. Okay. <laughs> but Dresser, they moved him to punter. He's a leading punter in the conference. We're at Austin P. Uh, John Backus, starting quarterback, gets hurt. He comes in to play quarterback, and about the fourth play, dislocates and breaks his ankle, oh, ankle man. and leg. Wow. So, boom, another injury by Dresser Wynn. So, he gets back. You know, he just he doesn't have a chance to play quarterback. And Jason Simpson, I just left this press conference a while ago, he will tell you nobody deserved what happened Saturday more than Dresser Wynn when it comes to the annals of history of UT Martin. I mean, Dresser wow. Wynn 
what we watched Saturday was what everybody in Northwest West Tennessee expected to see when Dresser Wynn came to UT Martin. But he's just had a run of bad luck and a run of injuries that kept that from happening. Am I surprised that he played well? I'm not surprised at all that he played that well. But the way he played Saturday rallied the team. He's a leader, and he's somebody that everybody gravitates to, and nobody deserved that kind of Saturday in the history of this program, the dresser win did. It, it was great to great to be. My wife taught him when she was in school, so yeah. you know I, we know the family well, uh, and I, I just I'm, I just tickled to death for that young man, and and hopefully he can have another game this week against a very stingy, very stingy Bobcat defense. Is that the expectation, John? Is that a dresser is going to play? Keon is is oh, not yeah. available. Yeah. He, Keon's not available. I mean, I think everybody's kind of figured that out now. He's got some some uh, an injury to his foot that that's going to cause him not to be able to oh. play. Uh, so yeah, Dresser's going to be the guy, and uh, Skyhawks are going to going to ride that pony as long as we can. You know, John, you mentioned Jason Simpson, the Ohio Valley Conference Coach of the Year. Maybe ironic that the first ever uh, win in FCS program history in the playoffs is also coaches one hundredth career win at UT Martin as well. What would you tell people makes Jason Simpson the coach uh, that he is leading this team? Well, I think it's it's a it's that's a twofold answer really. Uh, he's been able to create a culture. Martin is a a very unique place. We're in rural northwest Tennessee. We're about two and a half hours from Nashville, uh, two hours from Memphis. Uh, you, you're, we're we're ten minutes from Arkansas, about forty from Missouri, uh, or I'm sorry, ten minutes from Kentucky, about forty from Arkansas, Missouri. It's a kind of a difficult place to get here, but he's a family man that has really pushed that over into his program. And when he talks about program guys, that's a lesser win. And Peyton Logan and Decarius Stevens, some of these guys that are that are program kids. And it's all about the family and the family atmosphere that he creates. This town rallies around uh, this community. I would say it's, not, it's a lot like a North Dakota state or a Montana, Montana state where there's, there's – you know, not there's not professional football right here close to us. I mean, yep. I know there is in Nashville, but which is kind of a uh, we're we're kind of isolated and we're here and we're able to our, the kids go read to the elementary schools and, and Jason Simpson's active in his local church and uh, his his wife is and his children are and so I think that's the first thing what makes this program what it is and secondly I would say that it's Jason Simpson's ability to go hire excellent coaches and in his 16th season 15th year here uh, Jason's had to replace over 80 some odd coaches Jeez. in his tenure at UT Martin and it's not like they make lateral moves or they go down I mean right now the linebackers coach at Memphis was a defensive coordinator here, Jordan Hankins, just two short seasons ago. Uh, you take Trey Scott, defensive line coaches at Georgia. Uh, Mike Trier is a, is a coach with the New York Giants. Clint McMillan's an analyst with the Tennessee Titans. So all of these coaches that – and I, you know, I'm leaving out tons, but what Jason does, he just brings these guys in. And uh, they, they learn here and they get better here and they have the opportunity to leave and go better – their families get better in their profession, and that, that's really been the two things: it, it's family and it's development, and the in the eye to go hire top quality assistant coaches. John, initial thoughts on the challenge going to Bozeman this weekend against the the eight seed Montana State. You know, I, if I was being totally honest, the fact that we're playing this week is a shock to me. I, I just didn't know that we could 
rally like we did. Yep. As Coach Simpson says, this is a, a dysfunctional family. And to have to get on the plane, which we haven't done since 2019, uh, when we make the, the trip down to Florida, where it was a 14 to nothing game at the half, by the way. UT Martin defense played really well that day, too. But you've got to get on a plane, fly out there on Thursday, and kind of get used to the altitude change, the, the lack of humidity, how cold it's going to be, because obviously, obviously it's going to be colder than it is in Martin. It's supposed to be 70 on Friday. Uh, and then just and just knowing we're going into a place where they don't give up a lot of yards. I mean, Montana, Montana State gives up about 300 yards a game, I think, and it's just uh, a very good defense. Our defense is going to have to travel like good defenses and good teams do. Uh, I think if, if Dresser really got comfortable this last week against Missouri State, we can start doing some things offensively that we're used to doing. Uh, I think the playbook gets a little bit bigger. And you know what? Hey, we just need a puncher's chance. Uh, that's all UT Martin's ever asked for was just a chance, and, and I think if we can make it a one-possession game uh, and get there to the fourth quarter, and, and you know if we get down 14 early, I'm not worried about it. We've come back from down 14 or more three times this year. So, But if we can get it to that fourth quarter, be a one-score game, a one-possession game, I, I like our chances. And I can tell you this, if people tune in and watch it, they're going to see a defense that flies around, and they're going to see a, an offensive line that, that tries to, to really – to really get a stronghold there at the line of scrimmage. And uh, we're banged up. Everybody is this time of year. I mean, we got five studs that are going to be standing on the sideline hurt. But the guys are going to go play hard. They're going to play for their brothers. And I uh, just hope that we can continue to represent Martin, UT Martin, West Tennessee, and the Ohio Valley Conference as best we can. Hey, John, it's a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the ride. Have a lot of fun. Safe travels to Bozeman. And we look forward to following uh, from afar, watching this one. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yes, sir. Thank you, and good luck this weekend. Hey, college football is rolling, and our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook have an incredible offer for college football fans. For new users, bet $1, just $1 on any game, and if your team scores one point, you get $100 in free bets. Yes, you heard that correctly. $1, one game, $100 in free bets. Here's what you do. Click the link in the show description of the FCS Fever podcast, sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook, and make your first deposit Make a $1 bet on any team, and if your team scores one point, you get an automatic $100 thanks to our friends at DraftKings. It is the best offer going in sports betting, so act now. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, or call text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789, 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only, minimum $5 deposit, minimum $1 wager, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. All right, how about all that? That's, that's why we do the pod right there. There's some great insight and great info to UT Martin, who is not in a power conference. Uh, They're from tiny Martin, Tennessee, in the northwest part of the state. I I thought John did an amazing job of illustrating what UT Martin football is all about, what Jason Simpson is all about, and how about the journey and the path for quarterback Dresser Wynn, a 6'3 graduate student who has had all kinds of injury issues and is going to get his opportunity to start on the road at Montana State 
this upcoming weekend after helping lead the Skyhawks to a win at Missouri State. Uh, consider me a UT Martin fan. Man, that was amazing stuff. Big thanks to John Hatler for stopping by the podcast. All right, the bottom half of the bracket, southeastern Louisiana. Uh, they really roll through Florida A&M. I don't think this is a huge surprise. Uh, FAMU, the third best team in the SWAC coming in, got an at-large with the bubble bursting quite a bit uh, on the final weekend of the regular season. Uh, the Rattlers had a tremendous year, and uh, congratulations on all of their success, but just too much Cole Kelly, too much southeastern Louisiana in this game. They now have a daunting task going to Harrisonburg and taking on James Madison. Told you last week I would not be shocked if Northern Iowa won by two touchdowns or got beat by 40. Although, if you would have said to me they hold Eastern Washington under 20, that they would lose, that would have surprised me. What I'm not surprised about is that Theo Day got hurt and the uh, UNI offense uh, stalled when he went down midway through the game with a lower leg or an ankle injury. And so Eastern Washington moves on. They beat Northern Iowa and uh, a tremendous Northern Iowa team with a lot of talent. Another UNI caliber season, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, some successes, some failures. Their season ends and the trash talk has already begun on social media. Eastern Washington thought they should have been a seeded team. They beat Montana earlier in the season and now they go face the Grizz in Missoula Friday night. It's a 7 p.m. local kick. You think they won't be lathered up for this one? Montana and Eastern Washington, a night game at Washington Grizzly Stadium in Missoula. Oh, baby. Get your popcorn ready for that one. Kennesaw State, a game between two teams that run the football in exotic ways. The uh, uh, Owls were the team that was just too much for Davidson out of the Pioneer Football League. Scott Abel was named PFL Coach of the Year here on Monday. He had a great season, has done great things with this Davidson football program, but Kennesaw State too much. They will head to Johnson City to take on the seven seed in ETSU. That's an interesting matchup there. And then Southern Illinois and South Dakota in the Dakota Dome, a matchup of two Valley teams. You know, USD got their Hail Mary win over South Dakota State. And it sort of feels like that is when they felt like they were good, that their season was a success. They beat their in-state rival, uh, SDSU, got pounded by North Dakota State, and then uh, turned uh, t- t- did too much uh, against themselves, turned the ball over, too many mistakes, four turnovers, very easily could have won the game against Southern Illinois. But SIU got big play out of Quay Brown with a couple of interceptions of Carson Camp. The offense has, I think, two of the best receivers in Avante Cox and Landon Lenore. And Nick Baker's got some savvy to him at that quarterback spot. They went in Vermillion 22-10 after jumping up 13 to nothing. They will now go to the Fargo Dome to take on North Dakota State. For those that don't remember, this Southern Illinois team pounded NDSU late last February and ended their FCS record 39-game winning streak in Carbondale, 38-14. to And it really wasn't even that close that Saturday between the Bison and the Salukis. NDSU will be ready to go. There is no doubt about that. All right, taking a look here, I've kind of laid it out uh, briefly, but but South Dakota State's the favorite, obviously, this weekend to, to move on from the first round. Uh, I think they are going to go out. They found their blueprint with Strong and Davis. They can run the football defensively up front. They're very physical. I would be very, very surprised if SDSU loses 
at Sacramento State this weekend. I think the Jackrabbits win. They knock out the Big Sky regular season conference champions, and they move on. Incarnate word at Sam Houston, that one is intriguing as well. Sam Houston's defense may be too much for the Cardinals, but Eric Morris has done a fantastic job. And certainly the Montana-Eastern Washington game has a lot of uh, back and forth already going on, as we talked about before. Should be fascinating to see Eric Berrier. Will it be his final game in an Eastern uniform? We'll watch that one on Friday night for sure. And does Kennesaw State's defense have enough to stop Quay Holmes and the ETSU rushing attack? Get your popcorn ready for that one in a big-time way. But I'm uh, rolling through it. And looking at it objectively, it's South Dakota State that is the uh, the favorite that I have to move on from the second round into the quarterfinals. I'm expecting SDSU to actually be favored in this game when the boys from Vegas uh, come out with some of those numbers. All right, that's going to do it for us. We took a peek back. Congrats to Jason Simpson and UT Martin. I think that's the win of the weekend. The Skyhawks going to Missouri State and force six turnovers and beat the Bears out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference to move on and take on Montana State. The Bobcats and Bozeman here this upcoming weekend. That's going to do it for us. Subscribe, like, comment. You know the drill. We're back later in the week with a more in-depth preview of the second round of the playoffs as the top eight seeds get a crack. Who's going to move on? Who will be upset? There's always an upset or two in the second round of the FCS playoffs. My name is Jeff Colhane. You've been locked into the FCS Fever podcast. We'll talk to you later in the week, everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.